It is nine minutes after five o'clock and it's time for the interview. We're in conversation next with Khoshit uh, Sitlamurahu Tobejane, who's a cultural expert and also um, a former leader of uh, Contralesa. We're di- dissecting the history and the battle for the Mujaji royal throne. Cultural expert Khoshit Sitlamurahu Tobejane helps us unpack the history of the reign queens of Balubedu and uh, its complex internal politics. This as we attempt to comprehend the ongoing quarrel over who should ascend the throne of Balubedu queenship. For centuries, the heir of Balubedu has been matrilineal. However, there are those who want to change this ancient cultural practice as they want one of the male children of the reign queen to inherit the throne. So culturally speaking, can Balubedu queenship be converted into patrilineal system? But as the history shows, that actually that was the case before. Khoshi Sitlamura Hutobajana now joining us on the line. Uh, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Good afternoon and good afternoon to our listeners. Thank you for having me in our show. Where do we trace back the lineage of Balubedu? <laughs> I think the Balubedu, the nation or land, uh, you should look back up to almost 400 years. And uh, in the 400 years, the very first 200 years, uh, their lineage was, you know, moving to the paternal lineage of their heritage. And uh, just about 200 down from where we are, that's where they started uh, the the maternal uh, lineage, which the maternal lineage uh, becomes, built the empire of the Valoredo. Hence, today, we are calling them the, the rain queen. Uh, uh, they specialize in that space. And I think it is for that context that all of us who have been uh, looking at the Manovedu as part of, you know, helping us to have rain in, in difficult times. Okay. So, so at some point, um, the, the clan or the nation was actually led by, by a man. Indeed, that's true. Uh, uh, I'm sure, uh, as you would know, the 400 that I'm talking about, uh, uh, the, the, the founder of the Lovedu was uh, a male, and then the so succeeded by almost six, seven of, of the main lineage, up until when they, for some reasons known better to them, decided to... Uh, change from you know the 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 male to the female, uh, and then it then that's where I'm saying they built the empire uh, when they were under the leadership of the female, uh, hence the queen uh, reign queen uh, popularly known to them. Yeah, okay. Bef- before we get to the aspect where um, they the, the nation becomes a a queenship. Um, some research that we've done also trace uh, Balubedu back to um, an area in Zimbabwe. It is true. Um, many nations in, in, in South Africa uh, have been, you know, if you trace their footprint, uh, it goes up to the, you know, Northern Africa, uh, up, up around, you know, the, the Egypt and the surrounding. Uh, you'll find them there moving down up until they arrive here. And uh, that is the reason why uh, when they themselves uh, uh, giving you who they are, 
they are describe themselves better when they're saying we are the Makaranga, we are the Makalanga. So you, you get it. And then, the, uh, of course, there are less destinuous coming out of Zimbabwe, crossing the Limpopo into uh, Limpopo River into where we are uh, called Limpopo in South Africa. Yeah. What is the significance then of the Molotozi Valley? Uh, the Molotozi Valley, uh, it has got its, its, its own, you know, historical background. If you look at it uh, and then uh, look at where they come from, I'm sure one of the wars that were happened to be waged by themselves, it was around the Molotozi. And they, they, they found themselves in between uh, the so-called the Vapedi uh, and on the other side being the Vavenda. So the, the most area that they are, uh, you know, occupying, it started for a, a stretch from Mojete to the Letawa River. That's the area that is known to be the Valoredu place, uh, which, which was dominated by, uh, you know, the system of yesterday. When, when the Bantu mm. fans were there, they fall under the war and they were found to uh, be forced to speak separately instead of they themselves, uh, unlike now, when democracy have allowed everybody to express he or himself in the language that is best known to. And I'm sure uh, they themselves are now championing it. Uh, they are doing it better. Hence, uh, you look at the, uh, the charisma uh, the kind of music now is predominantly dominated by them themselves. Yeah. Then there is also this aspect that really fascinates people, that there is a person um, who is able to to make it rain um, and currently refer to, to, to the rain queen. You, you speak about the founding of the nation being led by a man at some point. Could that individual also make it rain? Did he also have the same power? At, at the, the, the origin of uh, the, the male, uh, you know, establishment founding of the uh, founder of the Balovedu, uh, it wasn't that character as a uh, uh, well-known, uh, like it has been known as of now. It was, uh, you know, like any other nations where uh, they have to uh, mobilize themselves, conquer other nations, and they establish themselves as the Balovedu. But as we are, uh, uh, you know, moving towards the queen uh, the mother, that's where the issue of rain was then become popular. Before the queen mother, uh, uh, the rain was there, but they were not rightly known uh, as the rain nation than it is uh, today. Uh, basically, that's why we are saying uh, when the, 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 the first Muhumaradi uh, of them, queen mother of them, brought into uh, uh, take this, uh, you know, ritual out of the secrecy into public and said, here is what we are capable of. During the main time, I want to believe they might have, you know, this ritual uh, that causes rain, but it wasn't popularized as it is. Hence, I'm saying the, 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 uh, the rain queen became the one who popularized and built the empire of the Valoredi like it is today. And then at some point, then there is the transition that then takes place where um, it becomes a queenship. And now we speak of Lovedu, rain queens, and the succession that would follow after that. And you also had the the opportunity to actually sit down with one of them. 
Um, I don't know if you're able to tell us about the conversation that you had um, and also identify who that individual was at the time. Of course, uh, uh, the Mokope, uh, the one that came before uh, Makovo, uh, elder as she was at the time when I was, you know, entering the leadership race of the Congress of Traditional Leaders of South Africa. She was, you know, having a comfort of taking me through uh, who the Valuvedu are, what have they been doing, how do they get into the succession uh, through the lineage of the maternal. And I, I, I started to have understanding at that particular time. Hence, when the late uh, 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 Queen Makovo came in to succeed, to succeed her, uh, it wasn't surprising to me. I've been, uh, after uh, uh, that conversation with uh, uh, Queen Mukope, I had an opportunity again to be part of the, uh, the people who mourn and buried her. And then again, the history of the Valoveri was, you know, narrated there. So as when we inaugurated the late Makovo, those are, you know, the things that they equally again repeated and said, even things that uh, one was not even aware of. And at that time, it was unfortunate when we buried uh, the, 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 the late Hoshigagi uh, Makovo, that uh, the brother was not there, the current leader of the Valoveri was not there uh, for some reasons that better known by the family and they themselves and and that alone deprived us you know uh, an understanding of how do we then switch from female to a male and then do we keep on supporting them as they take decisions during our time as leaders of conference okay we're going to take a quick ad break and i want to go back to uh mukobe because according to the research we've also looked at it says that she had three children and um, as was tradition, she appointed her successor before her death. But unfortunately, the designated successor, uh, Makaila, um, died two days before her mother. And as a result, Makaila's daughter, uh, Makobo, became the sixth and to date the last Mujaji. So I want to explore that aspect as well around the powers that are being held by um, the person who is on the throne to actually appoint a successor. We're also taking your calls on 086-000-2032, your voice notes on 0614-104-107, and you can also drop me a tweet at Aldrin Simpia. The only talk radio afternoon drive show that makes sense. Beyond the Headline with Aldrin Simpia, right here on SAFM. It is the interview and I'm in conversation with Hoshi Sitlamurahu Tobejani, who is a cultural expert and also former leader of Contralesa. So we try to make sense of the lineage of Balubedu and also dissecting the history and the battle for the Mujaji royal throne. Let's quickly go to the line, Anonymous. Good evening. Good evening, Hoshia. Mm. Yeah, um, one of the names Anonymous from Limpop. I want to quickly ask Hoshi, that Mukope, who's the father of Mukope? And if there's a father of Mukope, if there's, if there's a queen, there's a father. And they say the history started with the, with the, with the male side. So who's the father and what's the, what, do you, what, what was his, his name? Hmm. And then what happened prior to that? Because apparently, from what we know, there's a horn, that, there's a house that you need to go inside. If you are a, a rightful horn holder, you can't open that that house. No one enters there. If you're not the rightful person, you can't enter the premises. 
They, if uh, if Koshi knows the place, he knows the way he's on the mountain. So, but it's fine from us, the Balogidis, we know the truth. They can appoint whoever they want to appoint, but up until you can enter in that house, they call it, uh, I don't know from what I, I remember, something like that. Okay. So if you know the history, you must just if you indulge to that because they say the horn, nobody just hold them. On that seat, there's three chairs on that on that, on that that royal family. There's three chairs. And those three chairs, apparently there's one was seated by Wallace Mokoto. So can you please uh, elaborate on that? that okay, we'll get, we'll get him to answer that. And just before you answer that, Hoshi, let's just quickly take this voice note as well on 614 104107 Hi, CFM. Um, this is quite interesting uh especially when we talk about the kingdomship and the kingdomship of our african tribes and so forth um it's very interesting what i wanted to find out is how do we really link um from the tribe that i come from this uh this uh, uh Mutupo or the totem called them Baruvezi. how do them link the avenda tribe they call themselves Venda tribe. How do they link with the Barove, Du, um, Getapato, and everything? How do they really link? Maybe you can ask your guest. I will be listening. Thank you so much. Okay, uh, Hoshi, your response to those? Thank you very much. Uh, I think the, the first caller have got an inside information, uh, which I'm trying to say. As I'm not a Balovedu, I've been privy of being given information, but I, I respect some rituals and the secrecy of the Balovedu. I will never be the one to sit here and talk about what they're doing in a secret place. So uh, only the Balovedu can, can they themselves disclose to the public. I want to, uh, you know, uh, apologize for not saying anything in that space. And then uh, I'm not necessarily saying I, I, I wasn't informed, but I guess I was told that this is part of the secrecy of how the Valuvedu arrive at appointing one another. And uh, predominantly, the Valuvedu, when they come, like, you know, to the succession lineage, uh, it's very rare. It's very rare for them to talk about the maternal, I mean, paternal lineage. They don't talk about the father of who, the father of who. They more often talk about the queen, uh, pass the you know throne to the other, the next queen, and this is how it happens. And of course, the the Balovedu has, has uh, uh, given the power into the 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 the, the reigning one at a particular time to say you are the one to appoint the successor from where you are. However. Is that particular individual queen, uh, reign queen, is doing that in consultation with the, uh, you know, the royal family members who are uh, rightfully so. If you go and look at themselves, they've got more than four or five, you know, surnames that all of them Babina Kolove, is Kolove, and then all of them they're significantly important in the decision making of the Balovedi moving forward. And they themselves, from where I'm sitting, I know that they've never faltered uh, unless as of now, when they're starting talking in different languages. Okay, and then the point that's raised um, quickly from one of the other listeners on the voice note speaking about Munamutapo. 
Mutapa? Yeah. Oh, of course, it's when they were moving out from, you know, Africa coming down uh, all the way in their way. Of course, uh, uh, many of the Wakaranga are, are originated from that particular, you know, individual or, or uh, clan that uh, it's, it's under the Munamatapa, you know, leadership. Okay. Um, and just a quick fast forward then to where we find ourselves currently. Um, you have a, a battle for the throne. Some are arguing that um, it, it, it is Masala Nabo who should be the heir to the throne because, of course, um, we're speaking here about a girl child. But others are arguing that it should be Prince uh, Lukukena. Um, what's your take on this? And I know that you've said that you don't want to um, take sides on this matter. Um, but but what's your take on, on, on this dispute that is ongoing? And is there any intervention that's perhaps going to come from your end? It is, it is unfortunate and, and, and very much unfortunate that uh, that situation came into where we are, where uh, the siblings of uh, the late uh, Queen Mother Magbogo uh, happened to be in the situation where we are. My plea to, you know, the entire Badovedu, in particular, uh, the ones who are in the hierarchies. Let's, 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 not, let's not, you know, compromise uh, the uh, respect, the dignity of the Badovedu itself. If there is any move that they wanted to move, either maternal or paternal, to, to, to us as South Africans outside the Badovedu, our role is to support them once they've taken that decision. But we would want them to do this in a very, you know, respectful way. They shouldn't, you know, cause division amongst the siblings. The very same, you know, children of, uh, from coming from one womb who are supposed to, uh, you know, support each other, help each other to achieve the goal of leading the Badovedu. We need to encourage them to sit down and come up with a solution. Both government and even us outside government, our interest, it should not be about who is supposed to, uh, you know, sit on top of the other one. Ours, let it be, let's try and facilitate a, a, a platform for them to talk with confidence, to talk with respect to one another and arrive at an amicable solution that will lead the value to, you know, a higher level where we want to see them amongst the Africans. Hoshi, um, I'm going to beg for your indulgence, um, if possible at all, to um, please remain on the line and uh, we pick up the conversation just after um, Fifi Peters with the MoneyWeb Market Update. There are some questions on the voice note line on 0614-104-107. We'll also take tweets and calls on 086-000-2032. It's half past five. You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. Okay, and Hoshi Sitlamorahu is still joining us on the line. Um, Hoshi, we have um, a voice note on 0614-104-107. And then also, as we conclude the conversation, there's another tweet that I want to go to. I'll read that tweet after the voice note. Good day, Aldrin. Uh, can you please find clarity on how the Balobedis are related to the Lozwi people who are found in Zambia and other surrounding countries around Zambia, because I think they speak this, nearly the same language. What is the process taking place there? Do they have women kings, queens or kings, or do they have male kings? Uh, Hoshi? 
Yeah, I think uh, the nation in Zambia it is under the leadership of uh, a, a male, you know, leadership. Uh, the relation, as I've said, uh, many of Africa, South African nations, are uh, you trade them up from, you know, up in Africa coming down, and uh, they do have the the relation in many ways. Uh, like like the previous question where they were saying, uh, how do they then relate to uh, Venda and all this? You listen to Venda uh, language uh, and you listen to uh, Shona's. They are more or less talking the same. You listen to Valuvegi, you listen to the Venda. They are more or less talking the same. It's just, uh, uh, you may call it the dialect, but they are on a holistic they are talking one language. It differs uh, on a very minimal level uh, in, in terms of the dialects, in terms of influence by the environment, the river, the mountains, and the kind of trees that you are living under them. They've got uh, an influence on how you differ with your original people that you were talking like them from the beginning. So uh, I want to believe that uh, our understanding is uh, uh, Africa by, uh, you know, by nature, uh, many blacks are one communities. If you go and look at the Batedi, the Botswana, they are you know, taking their, uh, their footprint from the Botswana coming this side of uh, where we are. And then so as the Bakaranga moving from Zimbabwe, coming up from Zambia, Tanzania, and up there, but those are equally the same. So we are, uh, I'm sure if Africa was to you know, be a uh, uh, diagnosis, uh, diagnosis. You will find not more than ten nationalities, but because we we grouped ourselves, we demarcate ourselves with borders. Uh, it seems like the Botswana of uh, Botswana and the Botswana of South Africa are two different nations. They are not. They are one. It's just uh, we wanted our own space and wanted to be uh, recognized as leaders and so on. And then, of, of course, then also the role of colonialism. But as we conclude this conversation, um, there's a point that's raised by Mzamo here. He says, what can be done to avoid succession chaos from these from the, from the royal families? And as you answer that, Hoshi, um, will you be reaching out to um, the, the, the current region, Mpapatla? Uh, I am planning to find myself a space to talk to the leadership of Valoredu. Uh, under the Mpapata, uh, try to identify groups that are there, try to bring them into one conventional you know, uh, table, and then try to understand that it should not be about them. It should be about the Valoredi nation. The Valoredi should always be bigger than individuals that are existing as of now. And, and uh, equally, uh, the, the very same siblings that uh, today we are gambling with them in courts, in, in you know, commissions, in all sorts of things, which the, the, those courts and, 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 and commissions will never solve any community's dispute. It is only these people when they bring their conscience back and said, I am part of the Valoredu. I have to find a future for the Valoredu. I have to find a solution for the challenge confronting the Valoredu. It should not be about me. I should become the last to, you know, to be counted into the whole space that we're talking about. Indeed, uh, as I said, I would, I would love to see even government uh, uh, stopping to 
become an armchair uh, kind of. Uh, they may, yes, of course, government may not have understanding of who the vulnerability are. Let them try, and government has got, you know, resources, has got all, you know, human and then material to bring people that they can help, and they support them to say, please go into that space, help us to find peace in this. Then you'll see, we'll have a better South Africa in terms of the institution of traditional leadership than ever before. And maybe one other element that we should start doing is to say, uh, uh, when I'm responsible for the battery of Mathefe, I should upon, you know, giving birth to the rightful heir. That rightful heir should from day one be registered as such. If it's to be given a different ID, uh, like any other person in Mathefe, let it be so that even when I'm no longer there, nobody should take advantage and cause, you know, unnecessary tension in my family. Yeah, and, and just concluding on that particular point is um, because we are in a country, of course, that is a constitutional democracy um, and we know how our laws are influenced as well. Um, Earlier on this week, I was sharing with the listeners one of the um, Supreme Court of Appeal ruling relating to the battle for the throne in Bavenda. And the court found there that 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 the 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 council uh, the the royal family council the criteria that they came up with um does not adhere to the bill of rights in that it discriminates against um a masindi as a woman so the criteria is is gender based is there a way at all to have your own um criteria that may be in conflict with the constitution but at the core of it still speaks to um holding sacred what it means to be an African and what it means to be part of that particular kingdom as well as its rituals? I I think I shouldn't, you know, step down off your space without saying to uh, uh, this, to South Africans, that no government under the planet, whether South Africa, Zimbabwe, Botswana, wherever, no government will ever wanted to give holistic support on the institution of uh, traditional leadership. Basically, because the institution by nature, it's, 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 it's overwhelming, overwhelming power. And the politicians, they feel for them to contest that space, they should not support the institution. And the institution, if it was given an opportunity and supported, definitely, that by today, we would have been developing mechanism and systems that will help us when somebody is bringing, uh, you know, greedy into confusion amongst our people. Because this thing of disputes over the institution, it's it's not original thing. It is something that is fueled by us as individuals, either because we are seeing some kind of benefit that will benefit once there is tension in there. I know that when the siblings of uh, Magobo, uh, the late, are fighting now, I will then uh, pick up a spot and pick some other benefits that I'm getting in the expenses of the division that I'm causing over our people. I'm saying to South Africans, let's stop doing that. The issue of courts, the issue of laws, uh, you know that Africans have never uh, uh, originated any law. All the laws that we are talking about, all the uh, courts... Well, what do you that mean that they've about, never originated any laws? That no, really true? no, 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 Papa, come on. Nobody has been educated by African laws. All the laws that are dominating us, running the courts, 
are all from, you know, uh, that Dutch Roman laws, the Roman statues, they're all from foreigners. The education that we're having, it's not our own education, does not talk to us, talk about the uh, foreigners. Uh, Hence, we're having difficulties when we are supposed to solve our own internal issues. Khoshi, thank you so much for your time. That is Khoshi um, Sitlamuraho uh, Tobejani speaking to us there about the lineage of um, the Balubedu people as well as uh, the ongoing battle that is uh, playing out around who is the rightful heir to the throne, which is, of course, an ongoing battle. But again, um, this issue around succession, it is not limited to uh, Balubedu, um, the Zulu nations currently still going through that battle as well, even though the recognition certificate has been given to uh, King Mrs. Zulu.